You're listening to Word Bohemia Podcast with your host, Sharon Woodcock. The Word Bohemia Podcast is for online entrepreneurs and writers with a strong vision and mission through their work and their words. Each month, business coach and storyteller Sharon Woodcock shares insights and interviews with a messaging and story theme to inspire and help you to connect with your own. Hi and welcome to podcast number one. Today we have the lovely Barbara Amalia, who is a light body engineer and namologist. Hi Barbara, it's lovely to have you on the podcast today. I'm really looking forward to speaking to you because I know that you're a woman with a very big mission and a vision for the future. Hello from Northern California. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing really well today. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, what's the weather like over there, Barbara? Oh, thank goodness today is sun shining. You know, I've spent quite a bit of time visiting in England. Yeah. Um, and uh, I need sunshine every three days. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> it can get very overcast here in the UK. It's actually quite grey now, but it has been very sunny lately, I have to say. But California is a sunshine state, isn't it? So it has to be sunny most yes. of the time. Oh, well, it is. It's, it's, the, and it's the golden state, yeah. um, you know, which is a bit related to the work that I do. Um, and in, and I different, many people, they think of Hollywood when they think of California. Yeah. And no, I, I live maybe an hour's drive, um, 60 miles to Lake Tahoe. Wow. Uh, so I live up in the pine trees. Oh, and lovely. Live on acreage. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's really much my peace of heaven on earth. Yeah, sounds it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So tell me all about your business. What's it all about? What do you do? You know, Sharon, <laughs> that has been the most challenging thing for me is to put into words what there's really no words for. Yeah. Um, yet, you know, I'll do my best. I find that words are a little bit dense sometimes, Mm that the energy comes through behind them. That often comes through my voice. Um, uh, my business, uh, I call it embody light body. And what it's about is really helping women to feel super comfortable in her skin and Mm. shining the power of her truth, even though it's different. And in the past, it's made her an outsider. Mm. Um, and the you know, the way that I do that is help her, uh, you know, peel off the funk of the world, mm-hmm. uh, rewire her connections, literally rewire them energetically, <laughs> mm. uh, and activate and bring forth her unrealized talents and gifts so mm-hmm. that um, she can shine more brightly and do her mission on earth, because that's a big piece for me is is helping women embody their mission. Mm, yeah. So it's helping other women to do something similar, to have more impact and to actually to have that sense of purpose about their lives again. And you said you yeah. mentioned outsider, and that's a very intriguing word. So that's could you just like elaborate on that a little bit for me? Yes, there's there's so many of us um, that were trailblazers. <laughs> um, we do things in unique ways. Um, and while many of us, uh, you know, myself included, I, I worked in the corporate industry for many, many years. I was a uh, 
studied mechanical engineering. And the funny thing is, I minored in alternative energy systems. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but that was the renewables. And, you know, yeah. little did I know then that it, different kind of alternative energy is what I was really <laughs> interested in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I did really well in the corporate, except that I was, you know, back in the uh, late 80s, um, I was in charge of 300 engineers. Mm. And there were very few women. And the only woman in my actual office was my secretary. Mm. Um, so unique, right? That was kind of a unique situation. Um, so, you know, we fit ourselves into the world, but we don't always feel like we fit. We Mm. feel a little bit like a misfit, um, Mm. because maybe we see here and, you know, have visions of things that the rest of the world doesn't. Yeah. Um, So we just don't, just don't feel like we fit in with this world. Um, but mm. we also need, we know we need to be part of it to get mm. on with our missions. But being part of it can be overwhelming sometimes. Mm. Wow, that that's, feels like such an intriguing thing that you do. And it's a, it's kind of a, it's a really different slant as well on what can be like, um, I suppose in coaching, kind of not predictable, but there there are a lot of people that are helping you to find your purpose. But how are you doing with your unique spin? It feels so different. It feels really, um, it feels very deep. <laughs> and, it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and using a lot of curiosity and imagination, I would imagine. <laughs> yes, and, and it is very deep and it's different than you know, it, it, it's deep with ease and grace. Mm. And the, the way that I think of it, the way that I, you know, that I present it, because remember, I used to be an engineer, right? I mean, yeah. I, I guess I always will be an engineer. Mm-hmm. And I, I, um, I see people's energy fields like electrical wiring. Okay, so just like in your house, all right? Wow. I see the electrical wiring. And... Yeah, people can, and I see the, the circuit breakers and the switches and the, you know, all of those pieces. I see them, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, and yes, people can help you to find your purpose. All right. But yeah. if you don't have the wiring to hold that vision and that purpose, to bring in that higher frequency, that higher voltage, yeah. light or an energy. Uh huh. You can't get very far, all right? Yeah. So the way that I see it is that I help you. Um, I can actually see the misfires in the wiring, which mm-hmm. is usually related to um, emotional disturbances, uh, sabotage, belief program, um, um, stagnation. I like to call it stagnation, right? Mm. Um, and so I can see that. And so because I can see it, I help you connect with it transmute it and rewire it. Wow. <laughs> um, and, and the way that I think of it is, is that all of us, we've all had a case of, of you know, let's say you're busy working, right? Mm. And um, somebody stumbles into your office and startles you. All right. Yeah. Well, when we become startled, we literally, we, our souls, our energy system really leaves our body for a moment, right? Mm. Like, oh, oh my gosh, yeah. it's not safe to be in this body. Okay. Mm. And that creates a little misfire in our wiring. Well, if you can imagine that if we have traumatic events, all right, 
-hmm. the misfiring happens even greater. Mm -hmm. And when we try to come back into our bodies, ground in our bodies, which is what we need in order to really get on with our missions here on earth, Mm -hmm. um, it can feel not safe, right? And it's really because the wiring is off. So it's a great example of you've done all the clearings, you know what your purpose is, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it's still just not firing properly, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Because there's lots of little misfires. So um, I help you rewire it all. It's like like having your circuit board redone, isn't it? And yes, and it is, and it's it's redone. It's like um, if you think of a, a home that was built in the 1940s, yeah. and their electrical panel has those little glass circuit breakers. Okay, uh-huh. um, and when they bring in too much voltage, when you plug in the electric heater and your blow dryer, <laughs> those circuits blow because it can't handle producing that much energy. Well. Mm. When we're here on Earth and we have really big things that we're here to do, we're bringing in the energy that requires to be able to run the electric heater and the blow dryer at the Mm. same time. Mm -hmm. So literally, um, I work with you to clean out those old circuit breakers and put in a nice, big, healthy circuit breaker. So it's an upgrade as well. I love all of that. It's such such a great way to position what you do and actually to like to visualize it, isn't it? What's actually really (laughs) happening. It really is. Powerful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, So tell me, why did you start your business? Well, Sharon, it's one of Yeah. (laughs) I, I laugh about that. So why I started my business. Um, like so many of us, it come, came through the hero, heroine's journey. Uh-huh. Um, back in 1997, um, prior to that, I was a very successful engineer. Um, I was 36, 38 years old at the time. I was this close to being a vice president, would have wow. been the youngest woman vice president of this enormous uh, uh, electric company in Northern California, uh-huh. um, in a, on a fast track. And uh, my work was amazing, and I was very successful, but it was costing me my marriage and my health. Yeah. And I am a dog sled racer, kind of an unusual oh. thing, a whole other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at my very first dog sled race ever, I hit my head, and I was knocked unconscious. And I was actually dead for seven minutes. Oh, oh my gosh. And when I was talking a little bit earlier yesterday about when you um, have a, a, a shock, a traumatic event, uh, mm. you know, an, an upset, okay, we leave our bodies. Well, when you die, you really leave your body, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I went off, and that's a whole other entire interview about my experience of having been dead. Um, mm. But obviously, I came back, and, and what happened was, um, I didn't want to come back uh, because it was so lovely and so peaceful and felt so much like love and home and was glorious. Mm-hmm. Yet, obviously, it wasn't my time. I had more things to do. And I came back into my body and there were so many misfires in my electrical system that I became an instant hypersensitive person 
empath. Um, I was sensitive to everything. I was sensitive to foods that I was never sensitive to before. I was sensitive to noises. Um, I couldn't even watch television because the noise bothered me. Um, if I wanted to be in my kitchen, I had to unplug the refrigerator because it would give me a migraine. Okay, mm. so we're talking hypersensitive. And one of the, and also, I also magically had some gifts. Um, people would talk, and I would see numbers and symbols over their heads. Yeah. Um, I could feel energy running through my hands. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea. I was this nerdy engineer, right? And mm. You knew about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a journey of heal, physical healing of about 15 years of searching and all these things that I tried, and they helped a little bit, right? They'd help until they didn't help. And the doctors just kept telling me that I was crazy. And what had happened is I actually had had an energy upgrade, we'll call it. We all have them. You know, mm-hmm. we all have these spiritual growth capabilities. Um, sometimes they happen when we're, you know, in yoga class. Sometimes they happen after a divorce or after a health issue or sometimes during a health issue mm-hmm. um, or during a surgery. And yeah. um, our wiring gets messed up. So uh, through this journey, the, the you know, you said I could talk all day long about that, but the through this journey, as soon as I became somewhat physically healthy and back out into the world, um, I was introduced to a lay on hand healer um, and I became his business manager and I became to understand that you really could bring this kind of energy through. Mm-hmm. And a few years after that, uh, I, I met a woman on Facebook of all places, <laughs> yeah. invited her to stay with us for a while. And she had this brochure sitting on her, her desk and it said, um, light body surgery. And I looked at it and I said, I need to do that. And she looked at me and laughed and said, you are not a light body surgeon. (laughs) And in my head, I went, honey, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So I looked at this brochure and she'd Mm -hmm. been carrying this brochure around for 11 years, Sharon, 11 years. Um, because she wanted to get this work, this light body surgery done, this Mm. Lotus light body surgery work, a very specific kind of light body. Mm. And uh, anyway, they weren't teaching it anymore. Um, There are lots of prerequisites. And there was a class called Soul Contract Reading. And that Mm. was being offered in a month. So I signed up for it. The fellow says, would you like a reading? I said, nope, I don't need a reading. I just need the class. (laughs) (laughs) And he laughed. And Sharon, you remember I said that after the death experience, I could see numbers and symbols over people's heads. Mm. This soul contract reading class Mm -hmm. was just that. It was the exact symbols and numbers I would see over people's heads when they talked. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, And you might be getting chills as I talk about this. Yeah, I was, actually. Chills of truth, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, that was the opening of meeting um, these people, uh, you know, becoming a master soul contract reader, um, learning some um, healing energy tools. And then, yes, I finally convinced them to teach light body surgery again. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And that's the rewiring part. And that's the part that, again, these people, they did a beautiful job of really putting a structure to these things that I already knew mm. um, and that I really came here to be. 
Mm-hmm. But like you help people with their branding message, with their stories, right? And mm-hmm. putting a structure to it. They helped me both by helping me rewire me, okay? Mm-hmm. So I could connect with my gifts and blessings, which yeah. happened to be rewiring other people really in a very fast way mm-hmm. so they can get on with their with their gifts and blessings in this world. Mm. So it sounds to me that this is kind of like happened quite organically and quite naturally for you. It wasn't that you were like going out and searching for this or making Not it happen. It's actually really found you, hasn't it? Yes. Well, what, I mean, what I was searching for was healing myself. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And through that experience, I mean, oh, all kinds of allopathic medicine, all kinds of um, healing medicine, uh, became a Reiki master teacher, you know, 15 years ago and nobody knew what Reiki was. Um, You know, so that the journey of my own health really led me. So I was searching for um, how to be normal again, (laughs) how to be able to live in the world. Mm-hmm. How to actually, I mean, at the time, I mean, my, I couldn't, I couldn't go to the grocery store without getting a migraine, much less go to a networking event. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had some, some basic things that I needed to happen. And, um, and in hindsight, um, what had happened in this death experience is that I had a soul upgrade and a mm-hmm. whole bunch more light came in and my physical and energetic bodies couldn't handle the frequency of light that was coming in. And mm-hmm. so my journey was really to find a way to be who I am in the world. <laughs> mm. And it feels like that is totally being expressed, isn't it, right now? So tell mm-hmm. me, what is the big vision that you have for your business? So when you look forward, say, three, four, five years time, what would you most like to have accomplished? The thing, you know, it's kind of interesting, Sharon, because you know, so, so many people will say, you know, oh, I have my vision and, you know, a million dollars or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that, you know, yeah. I love my life and I am very well supported abundantly, okay? Mm-hmm. And not in always the ways that I think they should come, <laughs> yeah. but I am, right? Mm-hmm. And my vision for, my vision for this, for the business, for how I help people in the world, is really truly creating inner peace or creating world peace through inner peace, right? Mm, yes. And, and the way we do that is for all of us to, to feel safe in the world, to um, drop what the world thinks we need to be, create a new world, and get mm. on with our mission. Yeah. And... Nothing makes my heart sing more than to see the women, and occasionally men, I mostly work with women, but um, that are living their mission mm-hmm. and we're, are able to do so um, with clarity, confidence, and their own balanced inner power. Mm-hmm. And through that, we change the world. Oh, I love that. I love the, I love what you said about the the inner peace brings well peace. I think you said, didn't you? That's just so yeah. so profound. So to get to that point and to have had that much impact, what would you say that you're doing now 
that your the, the things that you're doing sort of I suppose your objectives your goals the business mission I suppose that you're carrying out right now that's helping you to get there what would you say <laughs> those things are yeah well number one um number one is I'm being it mm. I am being inner peace all yeah. right I've um, and don't get me wrong, I'm human, I have my own hiccups, all right? Yep. Yet, um, to truly, I, I'll give you an example. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer uh, about six years ago, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then about a year ago, um, was diagnosed with recurrence. Now, yeah. here, I'm somebody who helps with serious life-changing events like cancer, and yeah. I get a recurrence. I mean, that was kind of crazy. Yeah. And literally, if you could imagine, I was given this diagnosis of a recurrence, and I was destabilized for about an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. I, went, I was destabilized. I was little, had my little pity party, and I got back to my center, remembered what I was here for, and then I was on a mission of healing. Oh, right. Wow. So to get back to inner peace so quickly over a pretty life-changing event, mm-hmm. that's pretty wild. So number one is I am it. I be it. I do it. As, as It's what I call I am perfectly imperfect. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I do it. <laughs> uh-huh. It's one of my phrases. I'm it, like, it's a, it's almost a mantra. If you, there's, there's, Remember, I was talking about the codes and the, uh, the the symbols and the numbers that I would see over people's heads. Yeah. The the statement "I'm perfectly imperfect" mm. holds codes and symbols and vibrational frequency mm-hmm. that connects you with your wholeness. Yeah. It's and like everything's human. everything's possible, isn't it? When you think imperfectly imperfect. I mean, perfectly, oh, I can't even say it now. <laughs> I'm Perfect, perfectly imperfect. Perfectly imperfect. Um, when you say that, it just brings up all this potential, you know. When we think about perfection, it's all about limitation, isn't it, really? About exactly. striving for something that might not be achievable or is hard to maintain as well. So oh, the fact yeah. that you can take away that pressure from yourself and say that, nearly okay is actually enough Mm -hmm. or just as long as you feel good about it that's what's important yeah so you've told Mm -hmm. us about some of the challenges within what you've just been telling us like so one of my questions to you was what what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've had so far within your business so you've just told some very very strong ones already you know (laughs) well I'm someone who um you know through through soul contracts um which the way I look at people's souls contracts is through their names Mm. so I call that name alchemy that's a that's usually a beginning point of people working with me is having a name alchemy reading so that they understand what their soul came here to experience And my soul came here to experience doing everything the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) So as a result, um, I had, you know, I mean, I 
you know, I, to me, I looked at it and went, eh, it's just what life was. Um, but, uh, I was, uh, born, I was an unplanned pregnancy, um, born into a family where my dad was in the Navy and he was out of town, out, out to sea literally, mm. uh, for nine months out of the year until I was like 10 years old. Um, you know, where you couldn't talk to them and, you know, had, uh, you know, moved all the time at one time, moved four times in one year. So new schools, new friends, those kinds of things, mm. um, was, uh, raped by a friend of mine when I was 16 Gosh. or someone I thought was my friend, yeah. um, witnessed a couple of murders. <laughs> I mean, oh. you know, like kind of, Right. I mean, like some pretty what you would call traumatic events, but mm. truly I never saw them as traumatic. I just thought that's what life was about. Mm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And all of that was, I'm going to say, experiences to try to connect me with my light, with mm-hmm. my wholeness and with my own worthiness. But mm-hmm. instead, I at first kind of worked too hard. <laughs> so um, things from my business perspective, actually, Sharon, have been very easy, okay? Mm. Um, but mostly because I feel as if I continue daily, <laughs> right? Yeah. Daily to do what I do call own my crap, right? Mm. Um, you know, to witness it um, and to move on. And so things in business are easy. I would say the harder part is... Um, what I call kind of breaking into the matrix of um, what you were saying earlier is the work that this is is so easy and also so very, very deep mm. and it's not for everybody and yeah. having succinct words <laughs> mm. because words in this reality are, you know, a, a bit of what people connect with yeah. having the succinct words that really connect the people, um, who were meant for this work because the type of work that I do share and actually is only intended for about five to 10% of the people here on earth. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. not for everyone. It is for the mission makers, for the changers, for the pioneers, for those who, you know, know they've got a big mission and you know what? Mm-hmm. 50% of that mission is embodying who you are mm-hmm. and I help you embody who you are. That is 50% so, of your mission. Yeah. That's so true. And it's like, you can say, you say, you can say anything, can't you, about what you do, but it's unless you're actually walking the talk, unless you're actually, as you say, embodying that, that thing that you're teaching or that you're showing people. Um, it's like, it's, it's just so much more authentic. Yeah. In alignment, authentic, yeah, yeah, yeah. powerful, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, inviting. Um, and again, I do it perfectly imperfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't matter, does it? It really it, because that's the whole point, you know, of allowing yourself that freedom, that flexibility, for things to slightly go wrong or not to be complete not be to be completed in some way um Mm -hmm. or to have those shiny the shiny edges you know that that we're kind of like shown through so many different um mediums aren't we you know when you think about instagram for example for example that is one 
area that I think that does actually really lean towards this idea of perfectionism and showing the world, presenting the world in a certain way from a certain angle with certain glimpses, snapshots um, to reflect. And I think that, you know, actually when it comes down to your business and how you present yourself, then that's okay because you don't, you can't be online all the time, can you? And you're just showing elements that do communicate um, who you are and who you want to um, attract towards you. Like you said, your mm-hmm. people um, make up maybe 5 to 10% of, of the world potentially to work with you. Um, I know. Yeah. So how do you then, how do you connect with, because what you do is very deep and it's very different and it's actually working energetically. How do you share a message that is actually that's compelling and brings towards you the right people that's not confusing to people that's really clear what it is that you do how you help people how mm, i wouldn't say that i'm really good at how i do that Mm. um uh meaning that um i attract people by who i am all right Mm. most of the people sharon who work with me say, Barbara, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why, but I need to work with you. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. So it's, uh, it's an energetic connection. Other people uh-huh. come through referrals. And here's a funny one, Sharon. Uh-huh. I, um, a, many of my clients come from me eating at a sushi bar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm serious. <laughs> so you know how when you go into a sushi bar um, and you sit at the bar and usually there's like, you know, I, sometimes I'll be there with my husband or sometimes I'm there by myself and sometimes people come in as a couple or a party or one person and you wind up chatting sometimes yeah. with the person next to you. Mm-hmm. And we wind up chatting and they go, you know, I, I wasn't even planning to come to sushi tonight and there was this thing inside of me that said, go to Suchi, and the only empty seat was right next to you. And when I sat down, I felt like I was sitting in the presence of this golden energy. And I look at him and go, are you crazy? I'm just here eating sushi. (laughs) (laughs) But not really. I mean, I get it. And then we get to talking, and then they say, oh, my gosh, can I have one of your cards? Mm. And it's a very – it's – being myself and being magnetically attractive or repulsive, okay, but magnetically attractive to those people who have been looking for something. Remember, I went on a healing journey for over 15 years mm-hmm. before I found this learning that connected me with my gifts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so people are out there searching and learning, and it's not something you really can Google, mm-hmm. um, But yes, I would like to, so Sharon, I would like to um, expand because really of the 5 or 10% of the world who are meant for this work, really only about 1% are ready. Now, that's still a lot of people, but it means I have to reach a lot of people to find those one, you know. Um, So therefore, I am searching for how do I 
succinctly describe and focus and all of that. But, you know, first of all, it's showing up. And so I show up, obviously, at sushi bars. (laughs) I show up in Facebook. (laughs) I was just going to say that, um, you know, part of, um, you know, the offerings that we have to the world and the messages that we have to share to the world uh, tie in in some way to the customer's journey. So where they are on that journey that maybe that you've been through or elements of that journey that you've been through and that transformation that that they want at the end of it is one thing, but it's where you meet them on that journey, isn't it? You know, and, you know, it could be at that point, as you say, you know, where they're ready because they already know you, they are familiar with how you work, they're familiar with that energy work and that deep work, and they're ready to, to, to go on that journey with you. Um, yes. But that might have been through following you for, say, two or three months and really getting that sensation of what it might be like to work with you. And yes. also, you know, then there's the people at the sushi bar, <laughs> Which there is a new one. There's actually a new one that's just opened in the last week, about one mile away from where I live. (laughs) So I am going to that sushi bar and I'm going to practice it. I'm going to just be myself, of course. (laughs) But take take along my business cards while I'm there because, of course, you never know. But I, I think that the fact is that you could be at that sushi bar and, okay, they might not know you and they might not have experienced um, you online you know, in that online space. But in that short space of time that you're with them, that two minutes talking to them or 15 minutes, because you are being you, as you said, because you are walking your talk, you are embodying your message, you're living on brand, that they will want you for that reason if they are meant to be your customer. And I just love the fact exactly. that you, you can be anywhere. You could be absolutely anywhere to share your message, even over a sushi. <laughs> I can just, see you sharing a new story about that, Sharon. Honestly, I just love it. And I just, it's so inspiring for me to go, I want to go to the sushi bar anyway, but now I want to go even more. And do you know what I love about it as well? That's just made me it's just made me think um you know how that there's the conveyor belt of food going round yes yeah and I don't know why but this whole thing about things being cyclical circular about the circle of life and this fact that it's connection through the circle that you're just sitting at this table with a load of other people (laughs) and um there's this sense of unity somehow that you can you know, that you can get to be part of for that short space of time. So, yeah, that's really opened my mind up, actually. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, and the part the part I wanted to mention, you mentioned earlier about Instagram, right? And sometimes it's these snapshots into your life. Yeah. And the difference is, I mean, you know, certainly, I, I, don't, I don't tend to, I'm not on Instagram too much, but, you know, on Facebook, I don't tend to um, spill my guts when I'm going through a process. I usually spill my guts afterwards. Um, and the, uh, a big thing happened with me recently. Um, and it's around what I want to mention about Instagram is that as long as the energy, how I see it, as long as the energy is with 
yeah, I'm going to post these snapshots, which are the more positive, which are the, you know, the outcomes that I can, that I've helped myself with, that I helped you with. And as long as, if we have any kind of a energetic misfire in our wiring of, oh my gosh, if they find me out, I might be a fake, right? Mm -hmm. Which I obviously had to go through with a recurrence of breast cancer. Wait a minute, I work with people diagnosed with breast cancer at times. And how are they going to look at me if I've had a, you know, if I've gone through a recurrence, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, a little story to share about that is is that uh, sometimes that happens to us where, we're getting ready for a, a, a big expansion in the world. And right before the big expansion, we get toppled over or destabilized a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's showing us where we've got some misfires going on. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and they even still happen to me. I had a really big photo shoot that, that happened a couple of weeks ago and I knew it was big and it just felt like it was really important. And it had little to do with the photos. It just had to do with, really being seen in a new way and really getting out in the world. And I also help facilitate planetary clearing work and anyways, going to LA and two days before I'm supposed to leave a really dear friend who had been a client and became a friend wrote this horrible three screen length bash about me oh. on Facebook and begged me. Mm. It was horrible right mm-hmm. and again now that one well listen to this i was destabilized with a breast cancer recurrence for an hour that one i was destabilized for about three hours okay <laughs> i was like really you know oh my word what's going on and and you know i had to sit with it and go huh you know what of we'll say the hundred things she didn't talk about how many things but of the hundred percent yeah i own about 10 to 20 percent of its mine yeah mm-hmm. i own it Mm-hmm. But the other 90 to 80% wasn't me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me at all. And that's the authenticity, right? Like people said mm-hmm. to me, uh, you know, did you untag yourself? Did you ask her to delete it? I went, no, I didn't. Because that's the authenticity of mm-hmm. me truly being so confident in who I am that even if they found out all the horrible things I've done in my life, because <laughs> we've all done some that we yeah. think are horrible, yeah, it's it's okay. So back to the Instagram, it's, it's fine that we post pretty pictures and the glimpses in our life that we want people to see. Mm-hmm. It's when we have the constriction or the fear that they might find out that there's also something else. Yeah. Yeah. And that creates um, a big barrier, doesn't it? And uh, apprehension yes. and self-doubt as well. There's a lot of emotions exactly. that can come up in that space in the choosing of what to present it's about what you is left unseen unheard and people feel that even if they don't think they do they Mm. feel it they notice yes yeah the gaps in between Mm. yeah i did write a poem some time ago um it was a few years ago it was about when I'd only been on Facebook for five years. So that's how long ago it was because Facebook's been going for quite a while now. Um, But it was when, I think most people joined in 2007, didn't they? And um, I'd been on for about five years and I wrote about about the gaps in between the space, all the things that we say online, but it's those gaps, the things that we leave out that tell the biggest story 
And that's really interesting, isn't it? So how much of what you could be sharing that of that authentic of that authentic self of the you mentioned before about having healed from something before you share and I know that there's a big um people have very different opinions on this I think mm-hmm. that um some people are just like oh, I'm just going to share it as it happens and I'm going to be really angry and and be in the moment where I'm very I'm more held back. I don't know about you, but I'm more held back because I want to go through the experience and I want to rationalize it. And I want to, I don't want to be doing the healing as I'm doing it, unless it's something a little bit less deep. And that's okay. Because if somebody annoys me in the supermarket, (laughs) I might share that, you know, but it's when it's something that's more profound, isn't it? I feel that you need to have gone through a certain amount of healing because otherwise how are you helping people really? I'm not sure if it's that helpful. That's just my personal opinion. And it does vary, obviously, depending on what you're sharing too. Yes, it does, because it varies on what you're sharing and where you are when you're sharing it. As I see it is when we're going through something that um, requires transmutation, mm. that um, our Again, I see it as energy fields. Our energy fields are misfiring. Our electrical wiring has some short circuits. And for me to share it with the world, Mm. I become then more open to um, hooking onto some of their belief systems (laughs) when I'm dealing with my own. So I literally see it like if you have a little wire that is um, frayed, and someone walks by and their sweater catches on it. You've just caught some of their crap. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to deal with your own crap is how I look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, everybody's different, okay? Everyone is different about the way that they handle it. Um, and uh, yet, uh, I like to uh, be a little more stabilized <laughs> in my sharing. We'll just put it that way. I want my wiring system to be clear, clean, and confident. Here's a great example. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I help people with um, uh, is, is called change your name, change your life, mm-hmm. right? And because our name holds a vibrational signature of the life that we are playing out. It's like mm-hmm. the map. It's the GPS coordinates of our life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes our name holds some kind of funky energy, which is partially why I changed my name from mm. Barbara Ann Schaefer to Barbara Amalia Schaefer-Bergner. Mm. Barbara Amalia Schaefer-Bergner has a more balanced energy, a more loving energy, a more abundant energy, and a balanced power way. Well, when people work with me to optimize their name for the life that they want, um, what I share with them is don't tell anybody that name for about two weeks. And they're like, why? I'm excited. I want to tell everybody. Because I need you centered and balanced and confident that this is the one for you before you share it with the world. Mm. Because if you are not completely confident and completely in a perfectly imperfect way, all right, confident of your decision, then as you hear other people's opinions, it can destabilize you and sway you uh, yeah, yeah. and get, get you off your path. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I can see that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's that's... about truly being comfortable with your truth. Mm. And even, again, in a perfectly imperfect way, because even after the two weeks, and that's kind of arbitrary, but, um, and then you start to share it with people. And then you notice that people go, oh, yeah, or oh, yuck, or whatever. But you know what you know. You can yeah. stand in your truth more easily mm-hmm. and shine your truth. Yeah, yeah, because it is a very incredibly personal thing, isn't it? Your name, it's, it's like, and it's what's been given to you. So it feels like, well, you didn't have a choice. <laughs> you know, it's what you, <laughs> what you ended up with. Um, but it's um, to actually change it is that personal, that moment of true personal. Oh, what's the word? Um, well, you're doing it for a reason, aren't you? It's not just arbitrary. Yes. yes. It, I, I call it true personal transformation. It really is. Mm. Um, it's elevating your relationships. It's elevating your relationship with yourself, with the world, with your partner, with your yeah. family. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, mm. it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole another, another piece. And, yeah. um, and it, it's, it can be a catalyzing moment for you, mm, absolutely. Um, but it doesn't, I use that as an example, but it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, the same with when someone's going, um, when I'm working with someone who's going through a health issue, um, uh, you know, I work with them for them to connect with their truth, what is true for them. Mm. And usually my suggestion is until you're comfortable with what is true for you, only share it with people who also can hold the space for whatever your decision is. Mm. Because it can be tough when you're in a vulnerable place to have everyone telling you what you need to be doing. And it can yeah. be like that sweater gets kind of caught on that frayed piece mm. of wire because we're vulnerable right then and not everybody has your best interests at heart let's face it you know not every mm, single person that, yeah <laughs> um yeah there's obviously they're bringing to the party their own upper limiting beliefs mm-hmm. their own emotions what's what they've been going through um and so they're bringing that it's not like it's completely impartial is it you know um exactly you have to be careful you know if you're going to look to others sometimes for advice because actually when you look back over your life I think mostly I think I always have known what to do but I didn't choose to act upon it for whatever reason (laughs) um (laughs) crazy when you look back isn't it when you look back at those moments and you think why didn't I trust my intuition there um (laughs) so yeah I think sometimes looking to others can lead you on a merry path sometimes so it's yeah so what would you say then in terms of of what you have learned about yourself within this process of having your business and going through all the things that you have and being able to help and influence and impact so many people's lives. What is the, would you say is the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself that you'd like to share with us? Ah, uh, well, that everything you need is inside of you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, which goes, goes with what I just said, I suppose, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. And, and because of the funk of the world, 
all right, mm-hmm. because of the collective consciousness, I call it, or the, the, you know, the belief systems about how women should perform and men should perform and how marriage should look and all of those things yeah, yeah. that we sometimes forget or get, as I call it, kind of covered in mud or covered mm-hmm. in the funk of the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sometimes, you know, just like, you know, yes, can I clean my own house? Yes. But I'm not really good about getting the dust bunnies in the corner. So I hire someone to help me with that. Okay. So it's the same thing with this is that everything you need is inside of you. And truly everything that I help with, you can do on your own. You really can. The difference is, is it really your gift to be cleaning dust bunnies out of the corner? Is it? (laughs) Or would you like to get it done faster? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so if you want to get it done faster and you really want to get on with what you're doing, then ask for some help. But ask yeah. for it from somebody who can, who's really able to know even if they have judgments. Because I have judgments. I'm mm-hmm. human. I know what they are, though. This is the difference. Yeah. I lay them on the table. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but to truly not have... Uh, I always share, I share better with stories. Um, my husband was diagnosed with stage four throat cancer 12 years ago. He was given mm. a 10% chance of living nine months. Oh, gosh. He's still alive. He's a hundred percent clear. Mm. What did that piece of that journey teach me? It taught me that it is his decision. So if I can sit there with my husband laying literally on his deathbed, him asking me, what should I do? And for me to say, you know what you need to do. And I love you enough and I trust you enough that you will make the decision best for you. Mm -hmm. I will guide you. I will support you, but I will not tell you what to do. Yeah. And I can do that with other people, Mm -hmm. right? Because I truly can sit there and watch you go through, some people call it an egoic death, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Through your shadows, whatever they are, um, and hold you in that space and know that there's the light is mm. always there. We think it's on the other side, but it's always here. And yeah. you have it in you. I just help you to rewire so that you can connect to it more easily. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And so when it comes to, we, we talk about challenge, we talk about all these things that you've learned, but when it comes to like just being in your business and doing your daily work, what would you say? is the thing that you truly most love about what you do? If you just encapsulate it for me somehow. Oh, I love, so I love, there's two pictures that come to mind. One is that I love the feeling of this energy that flows through me that Mm -hmm. is energizing. It's so energizing that I need to finish appointments by about four o'clock or I can't sleep because I'm awake all night because I'm so buzzed with the energy. And the other is I love the faces of the people Mm. and the transformation from the beginning of the session, what the energy of their face shows Mm. and what it shows at the end of the session. It's like a mini miracle. Yeah. I love it. That must be so rewarding <laughs> to experience. It is. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's literally, you know, flip the switch. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
definitely. Yeah, I got to. You're going to help me with that part, Sharon, because I, I'm, I'm literally it's one. Of, it's a book that I'm working on called Flip the Switch. Ah, okay. You are the you are the only tool you need. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I have crystals. I have essences. I have processes and practices, mm. but they don't mean anything without the energy I bring through. Mm-hmm. What you do does not mean anything without the energy you bring through. And yeah. it's all inside of us. Mm. Yeah. I mean, all these things that we, the tools, the, um, the things that we've learned, the knowledge that we have, they're all pieces that we can pick up and use in different ways, like little building blocks, I suppose, or connectors between things. Connectors. Like that goes back to what you've been saying, doesn't it? Um, but it's that unique blend, isn't it? That for each person and each, even every moment that we live through, that each moment is different and requires different things. And it's that, um, that insight, isn't it, that you bring that, um, as you say, you know, you're able to pick up on these energy fields or I don't know how you um, articulate these, this um, essence. Misfires, stagnation, misfires, stagnation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but each, in each moment, that, that's um, a new experience. It's not something that is like, you know, that it's the same for each person necessarily. It's a question of learning and maturing with each person and um, with each experience that you're working through with somebody. Um, so that is, yeah, it's just we, a toolkit that we have that we take along with us, isn't it? You know, to be able to um, call upon whatever we need at any given moment. But the rest of it mm-hmm. is... It is energetic, as you said, because um, I even I feel that, you know, it's like I might not be a light worker or a, a healer or anything like that. But in some ways, I think we're all healing, aren't we? When we through our businesses, oh, yeah. by doing something to cause um, a, a positive impact in some way to help people resolve a problem or a need. So. It's all about, you know, um, an exchange of energy, isn't it, in some way? And even money in itself is an exchange mm-hmm. of energy. Um, so it's very it's powerful and very interesting concept. Uh, when it comes to your mission and your bigger vision, what is your key message to the world? Mm. I've uh, I've always giggled at um, uh, the word guru uh, because the word guru to me means G-U-R-U. So my bigger mission message is be you. Remember who you are. You Mm -hmm. are love, light, truth, and power. Mm-hmm. And in this experience being human, we've just forgotten. Or some of our electrical wiring got fried, <laughs> right? <laughs> it got short-circuited, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but we really we really are peace incarnate. <laughs> we really are love incarnate. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, even, even some of the devilish figures in the world, I still see them as, you know, they're, they're playing out their part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly that... You are your own guru. Mm. 
I love that. I love the way that you've broken down those letters as well to mean that. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So now there will be people that are listening into this podcast that have their own businesses. So they're other entrepreneurs and there will be people that haven't. And so I suppose you might have two different secrets that you want to share. It might be the same one, um, but it's generally for when, for, I think we all have, no matter if, even if we haven't got a business, we all have um, things that we want to do with our lives. We have hobbies, we have passions, we have latent hobbies and passions that we haven't picked up for a long time. Um, We have objectives and maybe we have a sense of deflation because we're not actually getting on with what we truly think will bring us happiness or we haven't found that mystical thing yet okay elusive thing yet um or within our business this is quite a big one sorry about this um or within our business <laughs> within our businesses we have um a vision for what we are um bringing to the world and we're slowly trying to piece it together and to make a success of it so when things go wrong when things are sent to challenge us when we're feeling that well no progress has been made spanner in the works something's come left field what is the secret that you'd like to share with others to help people to stick with it no matter what to be able to get out of that funk, I think, is what how you express it. Okay. Well, I probably have three, but I'll be really quick with them, Sharon. Okay, that was fun. <laughs> um, so the first one has to do about timing. We feel so often that things are not going fast enough, okay, that the things are going so slowly. And I mentioned earlier in the interview that um, I had a death experience, and I was dead for seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, I may have been dead here for seven minutes, but in the seven minutes here, it was way more than seven years on the other side. So sometimes when one minute has gone by, we feel like it has been years Mm. because in some ways it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But down here, things move much more slowly. All right. So Mm -hmm. know that. So sometimes just knowing that and knowing feeling into your own truth of that. You're like, huh, you know, it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense, right? Mm. So that's one. The other is um, mostly when you're coming across a challenge. Um, remember I said that I was somebody who sold contracts. Uh, I had agreed to um, doing everything the hard way. So basically, unless I was carrying four boulders on my shoulder while running a marathon, it didn't feel like it was worthy. All right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, having an awareness of, is this truly, uh, the challenge? Is it truly a challenge where you're trying to pick up a fifth boulder to prove that you're important or is it truly a boulder that needs to be moved at all? Mm -hmm. So it's the awareness. It's really, that sort of stepping back and being the observer and being Mm. aware, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do that by talking to friends or other entrepreneurs who can see it when we can't see it ourselves. 
Mm. All right. Because sometimes we get kind of are standing there looking right at the boulder and going, what boulder? I don't even know there's a boulder there. (laughs) (laughs) And then the third one is um, taking a moment away from the situation. Mm. For me, it's going in nature. If you can't get out in nature, you know, if you can't, if you're in England and it's a foggy day and you can't get sunshine, uh, (laughs) you know, still step outside, right? And breathe, Mm. breathe, but step away. I get more work done by not working. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. So when you got this big challenge, you think things are going really slowly, stop. Mm-hmm. take the afternoon off. Yeah. I sometimes hear, you know, I sometimes take the afternoon off from being me and I <laughs> sit in front of the telly for a half a day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I need a break. <laughs> Absolutely. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so that was three. It was mm-hmm. take a break. <laughs> know that the time is slow and stop carrying so many boulders or really take some awareness of them. So that you know which which ones are really yours to be doing. I'm going to really reflect on those because I think they're they're such lovely ones and just <laughs> ones that you can really go deep on in your own time. You know, we take to take mm-hmm. those away from this podcast and actually really think about what they mean for you and how you can move around them. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us. It's been an absolute light to talk to you and I would really love to know and I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast is as well how can they get to work with you what kind of offerings do you have what opportunities do you have at the moment to be able to connect with you well the um you know my 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 main one is helping to rewire your circuits mm-hmm. <laughs> so that you can accelerate bringing forth your mission and your essence in the world um, uh, and for this, I feel like um probably a great starting point is to go to namealchemy dot net and you can um enter in your email address. And get a, a, a little ebook that describes soul contracts, describes the energy in your names, how that works. Because that's usually a really great starting point for people is to understand um, that they actually have some GPS coordinates for maneuvering this life. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that more deeply, uh, the rest of your life goes on more easily. Mm. Okay, that sounds very intriguing. <laughs> okay, so that's a, that is a really good starting point. I love that. And then obviously um, with the podcast, there will be some links to your website and your social media as well. So we'll be able to find out exactly where, we, we, where you are and stalk you basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned earlier with the sushi bar people, it, it is true that like sometimes people um, watch me for, for anywhere from a year to two before they, they decide that they're ready to work with, with do this kind of work mm-hmm. um, because they are getting ready and preparing. So stalk me all you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I am going to love you and leave you. Um, it's been such a, as I said before, it's been a wonderful experience to chat with you and to find out all these wonderful things about what you, where you're 
destined for. And I think that there's such a huge amount of, a lot of takeaways for me personally, and I'm sure people listening to that when you've left this podcast, you will be able to digest at your leisure. <laughs> and then obviously mix that in with a little bit of name alchemy too. And I, I can't wait to do that myself, actually. I'm really intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that I, if I was to add anything to my name, I think I know what that name is already. And it's a name that's within my family. Like when I've looked back through my um, family tree, there's a name that keeps recurring that I really love. So I'll, maybe I'll share that with you at another time. <laughs> because as you said, you know, maybe don't share until you're ready, until you're ready to share. So, But it might be a name that I could bring in to the mix. You well, and know. It's some, yeah, and that, that's something that um, it's very easy for us to hop on and to take a peek uh, mm-hmm. at what your birth name shows, which is the foundation of who you are, and then take a peek at this other name. Yeah. See what kind of energy it is that you're thinking about bringing mm. through. And you know what as well? For any writers out there, it's a very interesting thing to do because with all the pen names, you know, the, oh, so, so yes. many people yes. have a pen name, don't they? Not just pen names, but the names of books, Sharon. Yeah. The names of your business. Alex, you know yeah. that the name of your business holds the vibrational frequency and the GPS coordinates for the business. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is deep. I, <laughs> and, and, I, and I have a little PDF to give about business names, but I didn't have a web page available. So oh, um, wow. you just get the name alchemy one, namealchemy.net, and that'll get you started. And then you can lean in more and contact me. But um, yeah, because business names, business Coming up with your business name can sometimes, or your offering names, but the business name the most yeah. important. Yeah. It can be tough with us sometimes. And we all have those friends who have started businesses that were great ideas, and they did everything right. And you can't figure out why it's not taken off. <laughs> yeah. And most of the time, I read the energy of the name for them, and they go, oh, my word, did that mm-hmm. just get played out? Yeah. Oh gosh, I will definitely be chatting <laughs> with you because I've got an offering that I am currently driving myself slightly <sighs> mad with. <laughs> Honestly, um, I usually can find names. Well, it's not been too bad generally. I'm not too bad because I'm a writer and I do, I think, quite creatively about coming up with names. And I will delve into, you know, the. Um, thesaurus and i'll look at creative ways of trying to come up with things but yes i've come to a really big sticking point and i know why i know why it's because i'm trying to i think i'm trying to do too many things when actually it's the essence that i want to bring through if that makes sense so many oh yeah so many people talk about and i think you know when people say about doing things that putting a name to things that's so that it what it does, how can I express this? So it does what it says on the tin. So it's very descriptive of what it is that you do. Yeah. So if it's an offering and it's not your actual personal name. Um, right. Now I think that is a good advice and that works, but then it can be a little bit boring too. 
<laughs> because mm-hmm. it's like, well, you're bound to have other people have done the same thing because it's so obvious, yeah? Um, <laughs> when I think that actually, you know, obviously because of the brand messaging and all the storytelling work that I do, you can make the, um, you know, the lines underneath the title work for you a lot harder. So your taglines, you know, they can work for you to express, further express what that title is. So it's just a really interesting thing that's really, um, (laughs) it's really significant to me right now because, as I said, you know, I'm going mad with a particular name. And um, I really do need to resolve it because I'm sure that I'm going to be, it's going to start fitting my sleep before long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in waking well, up, I, I can't find it no i i know that we're running a little short on time but i'll give you the i'll give you the process that i have in my little pdf all right oh. so you there's th- uh you're going to write down on one i like it on different pieces of paper so on one piece of paper yeah. you are going to write down just free streaming of all of the ways that this offering helps your people yeah. okay how it helps Mm-hmm. All right. Then on another piece of paper, you're going to write down, how does this offering help you? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by is you're in business, makes money. Okay. So you can say makes money. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Um, <laughs> help you be seen in the world, you know, whatever the things are for you personally. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and then the third piece of paper and uh, then you third piece of paper is you, you just free stream names. You don't have any judgment. You just write them down. And I always like it when you just do it by hand rather than computer, but you can do it. Mm -hmm. And you just write them down and you just free stream them. All right. And then you step away and you feel into what is it that it does for other people? What is it going to do for you? And what are some of the names that, that you had put down? And you go back and you look at that list of names. And what often happens is, at least how it happens for me, is they pop off, pop up off the page. <laughs> oh. Like all these names you've just written, there'll be a few words that pop up off the page. Mm. And then don't let your brain, you know, get in the way of that. Yeah. So it sounds kind of weird or the tense is off or I don't really want it to be this way. Well, tough. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> <laughs> And certainly if you want to peek into what the energies are that you have narrowed down or come up with, then that's one of my gifts. That one's actually, I call it my party trick because I can do that at a Starbucks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You want to know what your name is? (laughs) Yeah. Not the sushi bar then, but a Starbucks. (laughs) Yeah, well, I, I can do it as a sushi bar as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's your new mission. Um, I love that. I'm going to try that. That is going to be, I'm going to take my notepad um, downstairs this evening and then and do that um, after dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, so it just helps you to focus because what you're doing, Sharon, is it focuses the energies. Yes. Instead yeah. of what you think it should be, instead of what you think the world needs, it's what you had said earlier, it's what your essence to bring forth yeah and when you have a magnetically attractive business name come on people don't understand embodied light body mm-hmm. all right they don't get it nobody gets yeah. it even people who get light body they don't get it <laughs> yet they lean in those people who really require this 
Mm. lean in. As I say earlier, they go, Barbara, I don't know what you do. I don't know how to explain it. I just, I know I need this. Mm. When can we start? Mm. I love that. Yeah. Well, that's a really good place to, to finish on your party trek. Thank you so much for sharing that Perfect. with us. Thank you so much, Sharon. <laughs> Massive takeaway from today. I'm going to take that away for sure. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, so I will be, um, as I said, be popping all uh, Barbara's details um, below the podcast. So you'll be able to search, um, search her up and start connecting. And I just want to say a big thank you to you. Thank you for coming and thank you for sharing. Thank you so much, Sharon. I appreciate it. And enjoy the rest of your day, okay? (laughs) You as well. All right. You take care, Barbara. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Word Bohemia Podcast. If you'd like to find out more about us, you can go to www.sharonwoodcock.com. And you can also join us in our free Facebook group, Word Bohemia with Sharon.